Welcome to the Graceful Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Debick, the founder of Life Coaching with Lauren, a female empowerment coach, an entrepreneur, empath, and a lover of the eco-friendly lifestyle. My mission is to help women take control of their lives by teaching them how to increase their confidence in an authentic and genuine way so they can achieve both personal and professional goals. I will share ways to increase your confidence, tips on how to integrate grace into your life, as well as stories and advice from other experts on how, as women, we can better empower ourselves and those around us. I will show you exactly how to use the power of confidence and grace to create an empowering and invigorating life that you are excited about waking up to every single day. Now, let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Graceful Confidence Podcast. Before I introduce our guest, I do want to give a quick shout out to my awesome patrons, Wuzlos, Britton, Lisa, Barbie, and Glenda. Thank you so much for supporting this creative project of mine. If you're interested in becoming a supporter of the Graceful Confidence Podcast, check out the link in my bio or the link in the show notes and you'll have all of the information there. You'll get access to bonus episodes, the opportunity to ask me anything, and even some exclusive coaching sessions if that's something that you're interested in. Now, I am so excited to introduce today's guest. Today's guest is a woman who is wise beyond her years. Peyton Maxey is a photographer and the owner of Peyton Mariah Photography. According to Peyton, she is a professional shower singer, third wheel, wedding party wrangler, and adventure seeker. She is also a destination wedding and elopement photographer and educator based in both Atlanta and Asheville. Peyton is huge on creating unforgettable experiences for her clients. I am so excited for you to listen into this interview. Again, this young woman is so far beyond her years. She has taken a jump and created her business just from an idea, from a spark of inspiration, and it is so exciting to see what she has created in such a short amount of time, and also how she is sharing her experience with others who are interested in following their dreams or passions. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Peyton, thank you so much for being here today. I'm going to jump in with the obvious question. When did you know you wanted to be a photographer? Yeah, hi. I am so excited to be here. So I have been a photographer for three years now, and I first knew I wanted to be a photographer about four years ago. So I was on this film track. I've always wanted to be a first AD on a film set. So when I was working, I worked towards my goal. I was in high school and I was skipping days to be on set. And I was, I made it. Like I was so excited. I was on track to be a first AD. I was only like two years away to being a second second. And I was like, I was there, but I felt stuck. I felt so uncreative. I felt like I was in a rut. I felt like my life wasn't really going where I wanted it to go. So I was on Instagram one day and I found this photographer who just had this amazing work. Her name is Haley. And I was looking at Haley's work and I was like, I can do this. Like, this is so sick. I can totally do this. And I started doing photography that summer just for my friends. Like I had these two best friends and I made them model for me everywhere. Like we would just go hiking and be like, wait, stop, take, let me take your picture. So After that, I got offered the chance to shoot a wedding for a friend of a friend. And after that wedding, I was like, this is awesome. And I can get paid for this. And I'm going to. So it's just been nonstop since that. Four years 
is a very short amount of time to yeah. get <laughs> that idea to where you are now. And you, you kind of took the unconventional path because you were in high school when you started doing this, correct? And then you launched full into your own business. Were you met with any resistance during that time, like from friends or family? Sort of, yes. I mean, being in film before, um, you kind of set the path, you know? I was, I was a young entrepreneur, so my family wasn't surprised when I said, hey, I have no photography experience at all. I've never held a camera, but I'm going to be a full-time photographer. And they were like, what? Okay, sure. Like, we'll support you. Cool. But I think I got the most resistance when I went full-time within three months after that first paid wedding. So I was like, oh my gosh, but it was cool. It was amazing. It was worth it. And they've supported me the entire way. Where did some of that resistance come from, do you think? I think they were scared for me. I think they just wanted me to succeed. And I that summer, I dropped out of college. I stopped working for what I've been working for for the past five years. And I've, I wasn't a photographer. I didn't know anything about photography. I didn't have any equipment. I didn't have any knowledge. All I knew is that I really wanted to do this. And I thought that I could do it. And I just did it. Let's talk about that pull, that passion, that desire. Because when I when I speak with people, a lot of people have those feelings, but it stops there. You know, they don't take that next step to make that dream come true. So did you have any fears during that time or did you just move? I I think it was very unconventional. I didn't think about it. Um, when I became a photographer, I didn't think about it at all. I wasn't worried about the numbers. I wasn't worried about the clients. I wasn't worried about how many weddings I was booking. I was just excited to be there. Um, I didn't even have a, as a little side income or anything backing me up, but it was me in an apartment with five other people and a dog. And I was like, I didn't need much to live on. Um, so I just, I just went for it. I was so excited. I went to Ireland that first month that I was full-time and I just remember walking out I had a couple sessions booked and that trip to Ireland changed my complete like my whole life um, I met my best friends there who are photographers as well and they were in the same starting point as I was so the three of us together we just supported each other throughout the entire journey and it made it so much easier to have a support system so we were kind of one-upping each other like my friend, she would get this really cool wedding. I was like, I look, but I got this cool wedding too. And like, we both had cool weddings. So it just, it went the whole way. There was never any hesitation or fear. What have you found to be some of the biggest challenges being an entrepreneur over these past three years? Uh, staying focused, I think is the biggest thing and staying disciplined. I mean, you are completely solo. There is no safety net. There's nobody there. There's no extra income coming in. So you have to stay focused. And I had to learn a system that worked for me and a system that worked for my clients. And just knowing that it's not personal either. I think that's something that I've learned, like the biggest lesson that I've learned is that it's not personal, it's never been personal, and business and personal life are completely separate. Can you expand on that a little bit? Have you had any um, specific instances where that became very obvious or how you kind of learned that lesson? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when I was starting out, you know, you're learning, you're, there's different things, like you aren't an expert, you know? 
Um, and just being newer, I shot this one specific wedding and I'll never forget it. And I felt like it went really well. I was talking with this girl. It was my first year going full-time. Um, and I was at the wedding and just things started going wrong. Like my equipment was messing up. Uh, me and the bride, we weren't getting along very well. Like we just weren't on the same expectations. And just delivering her wedding, she she didn't love it. Like she liked it. She was like, thank you. But she wasn't overjoyed with it. And I beat myself up over it. I was like, this sucks because I was so excited for this. And my equipment went wrong and this went wrong and that went wrong. And I just had to take a step back and think about it and say, this is my business and it's not personal. Like she likes me as a person, but it's not, you know, business and personal are very different. So that was just crazy. What are some of the other lessons that you've learned throughout this three-year journey? I mean, expanding on what I just said before, as people, we fuck up and our equipment fucks up and things fuck up and that's okay. (laughs) I think that's the biggest thing is that it's okay to mess up and it's okay to learn from it and it's okay if your technology fails or if you don't get along with somebody because it's going to happen. And as long as you can get back up after it happens, you're going to be okay. What are some ways that you found helps you kind of rebound from some instances that may not have gone so well? Yeah, I think being creative and finding your passion again is one of the biggest ways that I've learned as a photographer to get back up because if I have a bad session, just turning around, doing a model call and finding something that's really cool that I've always wanted to do and just reminding myself that I'm supposed to be here. I deserve to be a photographer. I'm a good photographer. I'm a good person. Um, and just finding that passion again. And I think that some people do when they fail, they, they turtle up. They just, they don't want to keep going. They're scared. They're scared of the feeling, but it's not personal. Again, it's separate. And so you have to find what makes you, you and what makes you want to do this. What did you want to do this in the first place? Like going and taking such a risk as being an entrepreneur in a solo business, there's something in you that wanted to do it. And I just keep going with the passion and keep finding it in any way that you can. Let's talk about passion for a second. You, you were on a track, a creative film track, and then you saw something that inspired you, which kind of was the springboard for your photography. How would you advise other people to find their passion or their purpose in life? Oh, that's a tough question. I think just experimenting is the number one way to find it and noticing what you like and what you gravitate towards, not exactly what your brain is telling you that you like, because it's easy to say, hey, this is easy. And I could, I feel like I could do this forever and go that way. But finding what you actually, you know, when you have nothing to do, when you're sitting in your room, what are you Googling? What are you looking at YouTube or TikTok? What is it that really keeps you going and going with it and taking that risk? It's not a bad thing to take a risk. It never is going to be a bad thing to take a risk. That's really sound advice. So really just having an awareness and paying attention to where you spend your time or energy when, when you have some free time. That's great. Yeah. Just seeing like what you gravitate towards, of course. I love that. And then trying it, you know, maybe it's something that works out and maybe it's not, but 
at least you're trying it. No, if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your experience as a business owner. I saw a post that you put up a few weeks ago where you kind of listed all of the different things that a business, a solo business entrepreneur owner is responsible for. Can you kind of give a quick summary of what that post was and then talk yes. about that? Oh my gosh. Okay. So surface level as a photographer, you see me, I'll go out to a shoot, I'll shoot a session and then I'll come home, maybe like edit for a couple minutes and then that's it. Like maybe I'll post on social media a couple of times and it's great. You know, my life is amazing. But behind the scenes, what you don't see is how many hours go into the equipment, finding what equipment I like, learning that equipment. And then I have to do marketing to find my clients. So I need to figure out, you know, what is my ideal client? How am I going to reach them? I need to learn Instagram, the algorithm that's forever changing. What are the best times to post? What content do I post? I have to prep my post. I have to figure out what's an engaging caption for every single post that I post five times a week for. Then I have to, I have to be my own accountant. I am my own marketing person. I run my own website. I had to figure out how to code a website. That's crazy. <laughs> and then figuring out what my clients want to see on my website. I have to be my own blogger. I have to be somebody who is a, a wedding guru. So I need to put out content that my clients can relate to and my clients can get to know so that they see me as a valuable asset to their wedding. Then I get to go out. <laughs> then I get to go shoot. So then I have to learn the lighting. What is the lighting going to look like? What locations are good? I have to talk. I have to hold a conversation with a stranger for an hour and a half to get them to open up to a space where they can make out with their partner while I'm inches away from their face. That's difficult. That's very weird. <laughs> um, and then coming home, I have to figure out, you know, I have to save the photos. I have to back them up. I have to learn editing. I have to find my editing style. I need to go and I need to find a program to deliver it and how to deliver it in the best. And that's just for a session. That's not even for a wedding. And it's all of that in one. Um, so it's just so much. So behind the scenes, there's a lot going on. But in front of it, I am just a photographer. I'm somebody who clicks a button and takes a picture. It is a lot. And it can be overwhelming to people. I work with several female entrepreneurs who either are thinking about starting their own business or who have started their own business. And these are questions they have all the time. How did you learn how to do all of these different things? People, just the community. I think, you know, as a photographer, we have a great community and there's communities for every kind of entrepreneur business. Um, but just listening to my peers and seeing what other people, like what has worked for other people and what hasn't worked for other people and learning from that. And there was definitely some trial and error here and there to figure out what of those things that I liked and what didn't work, but just not being afraid to ask for help and also it's a give and a take with the community. So what I've learned through trial and error, I might give to somebody else and what somebody else might have learned, they give to me. So just the community around me. So kind of helping that next person who's up and coming and next in line. Yes, just giving them my, my little tidbit of advice that I've learned along my path so that they can get as successful and be as happy. If you were talking to an up-and-coming photographer right now, 
what would what advice would you give them what's like your number one piece of advice oh my gosh I mean going again it's not personal like it is it's a business it's not personal you deserve to be a photographer and I don't use that lightly I know it's such a strong statement but if you want to do it so bad and you really have a passion for it you deserve to be a full-time photographer and you can do it reaching out to your community, getting to know your peers, finding a system that works for you and finding your ideal client. Let's talk a little bit about the system. So you said that you had to find a system that works for you. What can you give high level what your system kind of looks like? Yeah, I mean, my workflow is once a client inquires with me, I email them my pricing, I kind of get to know them a little bit, kind of feel them out what their wedding's going to look like. And once they're ready to book, I send them an invoice and a contract through a CRM program. I used Dubsado, if there's any photographers listening. Um, But I send them my invoice and contract, and I get them started on a pre-made workflow that I've made a couple months ago, which is so helpful, by the way. So once they sign the invoice and contract, I start giving them like value. I start giving them information that can help them. I have a 25 page wedding guide. It's got everything that I've learned, the pros and the cons of weddings I've been to. And they also get just like a little gift from me that shows them that I'm so excited to work with them. And then we start planning their engagement session. I'm very hands-on when I'm planning engagement sessions. So I give them a location guide. I listen to what they want and what they don't want. And I find them a good location. If they want their their dogs involved, I give them little dog treats. Um, And then once the engagement session is done, I deliver it within a week. And then I start talking to them about their wedding. So I do fill out timelines for all of my clients. So that way they know photography wise what to expect on the day. And then about a month before I send them a questionnaire that's got everything that they need for their wedding. I want to know everything. I don't like miscommunication. I like to know everything. I like to be in the know. Then we hop on a phone call to see what the questionnaire said so I can hear from them what they want, what photos are super important, who the family is. I want to get to know them and their family during this phone call is my goal. Then once we get to their wedding, I shoot their wedding. It's great. It's so much fun. After I send them sneak peeks within 48 hours so that way they can enjoy their photos. They can post them on social media, a little marketing tip. That way they don't post an iPhone photo from their wedding. Because they're so excited that I was the one who did it. So that way they have good quality photos. And then they get their full gallery within six weeks and a little USB gift from me as well. So they can keep their photos in two different places. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important because it's so specific and so tactical. Sometimes when you have conversations with people, it's very high level, but to hear you say X, Y, Z, this is what I do is extremely helpful. So even if someone's listening and it's not photography, but they have a different business, they can kind of get an idea of what that workflow could look like for them. Now I want to shift it over to the ideal client, customer, audience in marketing. We know how important this is. How did you go about identifying who your ideal market was? Oh, girl, I could talk about this every day. I teach mentor sessions. This is the first thing I talk about because it's so important. I 
if I was telling somebody like one of my mentor mentorees, what, how to find their ideal client, I have them close their eyes and picture their ideal client. So what are they wearing? Is it a same sex couple as they are they adventurous? Do they like hiking? Do they have dogs? Do they have cats? Do they live in an apartment or a house? Like every little part of this couple's life. And I talk about their wedding. I'm like, what does their wedding look like? Is it outdoors? Are they getting pizza instead of a reception? Or is it a big fancy reception? Do they spend a lot of money? And then I tell them to give them a name, give them a name, every single part of your marketing, of your branding, of your business needs to go to these two people. I don't care if you lose clients because you're marketing towards these two people, but eventually your clients are going to be these two people and every single wedding that you get is going to be this couple. And that's how I found my ideal client and that's how I want everyone else to find their ideal client. What's your ideal client? Ooh, okay, okay. So my ideal client is, it's Brittany and Jake. <laughs> they are very carefree. They're not super outdoorsy. They're kind of like the in-between, like they will drive to the top of a mountain, but they've got a ceremony, an intimate wedding. There's about 20 to 30 people there. It's very intimate. Their whole family's hiking to the top of the mountain. It's this mountain in North Carolina because I love this mountain. Um, afterwards, everyone's going to go get pizza and we all just hang out, just drink some beer, have some pizza. It's like this small little venue area. Then after that, they go back to their intimate Airbnb and there's a hot tub and stars and it's just nice. Like it's relaxing. That is my ideal wedding. That is my ideal client. And they also have dogs and their dogs are there. <laughs> Knowing and following your, your work, I can definitely see Brittany and Jake across your, your brand. That's awesome. <laughs> it works. It's amazing. And you're going to have, like, you're going to find the most amazing people just by doing that because it's the people that you want to market towards, the people you want to hang out with. That's fantastic advice. And again, it can apply to any business or any service that someone has. Picture that ideal client or customer and you're setting yourself up for success. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing yes. that. Oh, of course. So you have been doing quite a bit of traveling now, well, post, post pandemic, um, and you have done traveling in the past. Can you talk a little bit about that? If that's something that was originally part of what you wanted to do, what you wanted your business to look like, or if it kind of evolved into that? Yeah. So traveling was one of the reasons that photography was so appealing to me. I loved little day trips that I had when I was in film and I, you know, just incorporating something that I loved and traveling together, it, it was a no brainer. So I always traveled when I was in Ireland, that first trip I was talking about earlier, it really set something in me that I can travel for photography, and it can be a part of my business. And I'm going to reach so many more people. How did you get that opportunity to travel to Ireland? <laughs> That's a funny story. So me, okay, so I was on Instagram one day and there's this photographer that I followed. I've never interacted with her. I've never met her. And she was like, hey guys, who wants to go to Ireland with me? Tickets are $300. And I was like, me, why not? I don't have anything to do those dates. I would love to go with you. And so me and this girl, we talked for a little while. We, we didn't become friends or anything. We were just people who were going to Ireland together. And she lived in Arizona. And so while we were doing this, we met this girl named Kara 
And Kara lived in Northern Ireland and she just wanted to kind of get to know other photographers. She was kind of getting into it. She was newer and she just wanted to shoot. So we were like, hey, we'll meet you there. So all three of us met at the airport in Northern Ireland. And so throughout this whole experience, there was just so much that happened. There was a riot. There was a paramilitary. We just got super close. <laughs> and at the end of it, we were all standing at the Cliffs of Mower after shooting this engagement session. And we were just stayed up there for a little while longer after the session was over. And we watched the sunset together. And we actually pinpointed that location that we were standing. And we all got it tattooed on our arms. And we talk every single day, me in Georgia, her in Northern Ireland, and then Caitlin in Arizona. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a wild story. So crazy. But they are the ones that supported me throughout the photography career, just starting up. And I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. And after that one experience, I knew that I wanted that again. And every single trip that I've been on has been like that. I've gotten so close to so many people in so many different places. When you do your international shoots now, do you travel with the same group of people? No, usually I'm flying solo. Um, I just got back from a trip uh, in Dubai. And when I was in Dubai, this couple, I went with the couple and I met them in Augusta, Georgia. So we met at the airport. I'd known them before. We went and we did their wedding. There was another videographer from Canada who met us in the airport. So it was kind of just the four of us. It was like a little random thing, but I usually travel with a different group of people every time I go. Very cool. I've heard you say several times now, there have been some pivotal moments in your life where it seems social media really helped move that needle forward. So from initially being inspired by the photographer on Instagram to meeting your friends and taking a, a leap of faith on this trip to Ireland, can you talk a little bit about the power of social media or the difference that you've seen it make in your business? Oh, of course. Um, the first thing you should know about me, I market myself 100% on Instagram. I don't use Google. I don't use Facebook or Pinterest or anything like that. I use Instagram. So the first thing that it helped me with my business is it is my business. My Instagram is my baby. So it's how I meet other photographers. It's where my community is. My DMs is where I talk to some of my closest friends who I've never met in person. So... <laughs> Just getting to meet my clients through Instagram and getting to meet my best friends through Instagram and having these experiences from people that I've met on Instagram. I have never met a client, a potential client, or one of my closest friends just by walking the street. I've never met them off of any other social media platform. It's always been Instagram. I wouldn't be a photographer without social media, and I wouldn't have the people in my life without social media. How have you learned to navigate through like the, just the stuff on social media? So like the robo messages, the spam messages versus what's, what's really authentic and real. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> Those spam messages are the worst. I think just connecting, being more than a if somebody inquires with you, don't just send them your pricing, get to know them, get, have a conversation and 
follow them, interact with them. Um, if somebody inquires with me, even if they're not engaged, if they just say, hey, I love your work. And when I get married, I want you to be my photographer. I will follow them and I will engage with them. I want to get to know them. And social media is so easy just to take it at face value. Be like, hello, you're a person. You want to hire me for my services. Okay, here are my services. But that's not the way that I want to run a business. That's not a way that I want to see somebody else run a business. I value the connection of social media and the way that it can bring people together. That's fantastic. What what is next for you? So you're three years into this journey. What are some things you hope to continue to do to grow your business? I want to build a team and I am building a team right now. So I'm learning how to manage my team. I love people. If I haven't said that enough, I love connecting and I hate turning people away. So I have found these two girls who are part of my team and they're so amazing. They live in the same city that I am. I've really connected with them. I've worked with them before. And now I get to share them and their, like our friendship and the way that we both work as a team with other people. So I still get to be the one who communicates with the couples. I get to be there for their engagement session. I get to be a part of their journey, but I also get to incorporate these amazing girls and they get to be a part of their wedding. They get to be a part of their journey. So next for me is to keep building my team and keep concreting a team in a system that works for all of us. And eventually I would love to be a mom. Like that's very personal, but I would love to be a full-time mom. So I want to build a business where I can, if I need to take a step back, I can take a step back. And if I just need to answer emails and kind of be the one who's connecting with people and give the busy work away, I would rather do that. So that's my next step on my trip. And I want to go on more trips too. I want to travel more. Where are some of the places you want to travel that you haven't been yet? Oh, everywhere. I really want to go all over Europe. I would love to go to Greece and Italy and France and even down to kind of like Africa and South Africa. I want to go to Canada really badly. Um, but yeah, I just got everywhere, everywhere that I can go. I'll take it. <laughs> so you mentioned building the team and some of the reasons why you want to expand that team to give yourself more flexibility, which I think is absolutely awesome. And it's so cool that we live in a time where we have the ability to do that because mm -hmm. it hasn't always been that way. What other than that, are some of the things you enjoy most about working for yourself? Oh, gosh. Um, I think the people. I love meeting people. I'm going to keep saying people. I think I've said people a thousand times so far. But I love the flexibility that it gives. I love that what I choose to present is what people see. So I don't answer to a boss. I don't answer to one person and that person gets to talk to the clients. It's me. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Every couple, every inquiry I get, it's it's one-on-one. -on -one. It's me and them. So what I say really affects them and their wedding day. And that's something they're going to remember forever. So just that value and that importance that I get to be a part of their biggest moment of their life, it's huge. And it's, it's amazing. And it's one of my favorite parts of running my own business. How important is the flexibility piece to you? For me as a creative, it's one of the most important things. 
I don't do well in a nine to five. I don't do well when I'm just, I guess, over-disciplined in a way that doesn't work for me. So I love just being able to work. And then when I start feeling like I'm getting distracted, like I I don't want to work anymore. I don't feel, I feel like I need a break. I can take a step back and take a break because if I'm not producing my best work, I don't want to produce it. If I'm not editing something that I'm in love with, I want to take a step back, take a break, go on a walk, reflect, and come back to it and think of it with a new mindset. Have you found yourself over the past few years ever struggling with that that balance? Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I've dealt with overworking myself and underworking myself like a roller coaster. When I was starting out my first year, I took so many weddings. I did not stop working. I worked through birthdays. I worked through holidays. I worked when I shouldn't have been working and I overworked myself to the point where my dog chose somebody else to be like, like my dog was being raised by somebody else. And I noticed that because I was so excited. I was so passionate. And the next year I was like, you know what? Okay, well, that year kind of was a little crazy and it was too much for me. So I'm going to take a step back. That next year I took a step back too far where I was unmotivated. I was burnt out. I didn't want to shoot. I didn't want to physically get out of my house to go do anything because I wasn't doing enough of it. So this year, which is my third full-time year, I have balanced myself and I feel the most happy and successful that I felt in my three years of doing photography. How did you find that balance? A trial and error. <laughs> I mean, just realizing that it's okay to take a break, but you can't take a long break. Like It's okay if you need a weekend just to go out and do something, but you know, by Monday, you better be ready to go. And having that discipline for myself, I've learned that working from home doesn't really work for me. Working in a coffee shop, working in Panera, in a place where there's people doing things around me makes me feel the most motivated. So finding just a place and a workspace and a workflow that works for me has helped. That's so important. Self-motivation is key when it comes to running your own business, because like you said, there's no one telling you what to do. You're telling yourself what to do and making your own decisions. So you also need to hold yourself accountable, which I think is, is very important. And like you said, many people, including yourself, sometimes swing between that pendulum of overworking and then trying to find that balance where you're in that, that sweet spot where you're successful, but you're still, you know, enjoying life and living, living your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's only you, there's no safety net. So if something happens, it's on you and you can't be upset about it. If you choose to not edit a gallery or you choose to deliver something late, it's you, it's nobody else. It's not somebody else's fault. So true. So true for better or for worse. Yes, exactly. (laughs) What does success mean to you? Oh gosh. Okay. This is probably really cheesy. But being happy, <laughs> when I was working in the job that I had before photography, I kind of like I said, like I made it. I worked so hard to get where I was and not many people make it in the film industry. 
So being in a position where I was so close to what I'd always wanted and I was miserable, I was so burnt out and uncreative that I just couldn't do it anymore. And that's really put a new perspective on being successful doesn't make you happy. So I think just success to me has just been redefined as happiness. I feel very successful right now because I love what I do and I love the people and I've gotten to a spot where there's no tension. When I think about my job, I'm not scared. I'm not nervous. I don't feel like I need to do more. Was there a time in your own business that you did feel scared or like you needed to do more? Yes. Yes. All the time before. (laughs) So there is this one point in the winter of this past winter where the entire year was difficult. You know, COVID was at its high. Weddings looked different. My clients looked different. But I, I had technology fuck up and it wasn't anything that I could have done. It wasn't anything I could have prevented. It's nothing I could have known. But there was a point where all of my equipment, all of it failed. My computer, my camera, my hard drive, everything just crashed. And I felt like I didn't deserve to be a photographer. I felt like I was nothing. I felt like I... I should have known better. I should have done something. And I didn't feel successful. I felt burnout. I felt like I wasn't going forward. I felt like I was going backwards and I wanted to quit. I really did. I considered quitting because it was easy. It was easy to quit. And I went out and I found a, like a shoot that really made me feel great. I went out and I shot this like I don't know if you've seen it. It was this astronaut shoot and it was in these like sand dunes and there was this couple and they were astronauts and I shot it and I just felt so creative. And that post got so much attention. It got featured on a feature account that had a million followers that I'd always dreamed of. And doing that really sparked it in me that it's okay. It's okay if equipment fucks up. Like it's okay. You can get past this. Well, it sounds like what's key is that forward movement. So even when you don't want to, taking that step forward and getting back out there and trying again. And that correlates very closely to to confidence in general. You know, one of the ways we build up confidence is by failing and learning how to do it differently next time. Yeah. There's this thing that's going on TikTok and it's like, it's okay if you fail, you just have to try again. You get the opportunity to try again. And when I first heard that, I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> oh, that's so cheesy. That's like something that somebody would put on a pillow. And I think about that daily. I mean, I think about that daily. You get the opportunity to try again because it's so easy to quit. And when you quit, you're done. Like you have put yourself backwards to the point where you need to work five times as hard to get to where you were. So just keep going. Just don't quit. <laughs> so along those same lines, when do you feel the most confident? Ooh, I feel the most confident after a good session, after a good shoot. Um, there's a lot of weddings that I shoot now where I come in there and I get to know the bridal party and I get to know the bride and I feel helpful. I feel like I'm a valuable part of their wedding and just their life. 
And then when I leave that wedding, they give me a hug and they give me a little card. I have all my cards on my wall and they're just say, Peyton, thank you so much. This day wouldn't have been what it is without you. And when they get the sneak peeks, I get messages and messages and messages of them just with heart eyes and, oh my gosh, I love these. Thank you. This wedding day has been amazing. And like, you're a huge part of it. That's when I feel the most confident. And it's not even the validation from them. It's just again, the fact that I got to help, like I got to be there, I got the opportunity to be a photographer who did that by myself. Like I wasn't sent out by somebody who made this long business or this successful business. It was something that I had built from scratch and it improved somebody else's life. That's awesome. How can people find you if they wanted to connect with you or take a look at some of your work? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Please find me on Instagram, Peyton Mariah Photo, Peyton with an E. Um, I actually have a name twin, which is cool. Her name's Peyton Marie Photo. It's not that, it's Peyton Mariah. <laughs> it's, you can find me on Instagram. Or you can find my website at PeytonMariahPhoto.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This was fantastic. You shared some really awesome, tangible things business owners can do to help grow their business and really offered some insight that's far beyond your years on just how to create that balance and how to follow your passion. So I hope everybody learns a lot from you and can take some of your advice and integrate it into their own life. I know I sure will. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, this has been so awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Graceful Confidence Podcast. If you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please go ahead and share it with them. Encourage them to like and follow this podcast so they know when new episodes are launching. Thank you again, and we'll talk soon.